notch counts. Their debt, their number of anything that cannot be proven unequivocally, unequivocally to be true, they lie about 100% of the time because they know you'll never find out the truth. But men with awareness know that females always tell on themselves sooner or later, and that is exactly what Miss Emerson is doing here. She tells us that she was a virgin when she was married, but she is so emotionally triggered by Lori Alexander's article that it's obvious that she clearly was not. This week, I'd actually been working on a video that I um, had been really worked up about in terms of legalism in the church, just seeing a lot of legalistic teachings, especially in the YouTube community specifically, and I was going to do a whole video on that. And then when I filmed it, I just felt like I had been too angry about it. You know, maybe I shouldn't be this worked up about it. Maybe I should take a different approach. But then I went on the internet today and saw an article from a relatively successful Christian marriage blog. And the title of the article was, Men Prefer Debt-Free Virgins Without Tattoos. <gasps> and what I proceeded to to read in this article was oh. Oh was probably one of oh the God. most enraging things <laughs> and damaging articles I've ever read in my life. In the original video I made on legalism, which I might still post honestly at this point, um, I just kept thinking to myself while filming it, you know, is there really a point to this? Like people can't honestly believe the kind of teachings that I'm preaching against right now. And then I read this article. Do you know how much more attractive debt-free virgins without tattoos are to young men? Unfortunately, there are so few of these types of young women anymore because of the high cost of college and sexual promiscuity even within those in the church. As believers of Jesus Christ, we need to live in a way that is pleasing to him because his ways are best. He calls debt a burden and urges us to live lives of sexual purity. There are many reasons why Christian young women should carefully consider whether or not they go to college, especially if they want to be wives and mothers someday. Even from the beginning of the article, though I do believe that we are to live our lives in a way that reflects Christ. Uh-oh, there she goes, already contradicting herself. I, however, do not come at it from a shaming and guilt-based message, and I- Shaming and guilt-based message. Translation. I like to sugarcoat the truth to appease my followers. This is the perfect example of a woman not being able to handle hard truths about themselves. Rather, this is the perfect example of women not being able to handle hard truths about themselves and their decisions in life. Katie knows this. She knows that women can't handle the truth about themselves. That's why she's like, well, I would never use the shaming-based tactic. For someone to point out that sexual promiscuity takes women out of the running to become the wives and girlfriends of men of value is shaming, as far as women are concerned. All Lori Alexander did here was tell the truth, and that's what Miss Emerson's problem is. You see, gentlemen, Katie knows Miss Alexanderson is being truthful here. She knows that young women who go to college sleep with a lot of guys and incur a lot of debt. She knows this. Debt is a, bur a burden. Casual sex does destroy women. But she wants to act like Miss Alexander is shaming women by merely pointing out the truth. This isn't a shaming and guilt-based message. It's the truth. And she knows that her followers can't handle it. Lori Alexander didn't use strong language in the article, and I've linked it in the description if you guys want to go check that out. She didn't call anybody names. She didn't use all the strong language or, or, or do any name calling. No, she didn't do any of that. All she did was point out the truth <clears throat> because women are uncomfortable. And because women are uncomfortable with the truths about themselves, they call it shaming to discourage others from pointing out these same truths. Women can, women can handle making bad decisions, but they cannot handle the accountability that comes along with it. Certainly do not come in it from a way to almost exclude so many wonderful children of God. Oh, children of God. Ms. Alexander didn't exclude anyone, Katie. These women excluded themselves.
They excluded themselves with their bad decisions. And she calls these banana gobblers children of God, which is, guys, this is so transparent. She wants to put the title of children of God on these women to make them seem like they're more valuable than they really are. Well, they're children of God. You can't talk about them or God is going to get you. Listen, man, you can call them children of God, children of the corn, call them whatever you want. Okay, but women who sleep around aren't worth anything but a one night stand. Children of God, child of God or not. Calling them something else, calling them a children of God does not negate that fact. And women who believe in scripture and maybe have done things in their past that God has forgiven them for. Oh, that God has forgiven them for. It seems like this article, the whole thing, she talks about these women who have lived promiscuous lives and completely leaves out the fact that we serve a God of grace. We serve a God of forgiveness. This is the problem with women in the church. They use God's forgiveness as an excuse to sleep around. This is what's called, and I remember this when I was a kid, because I remember, because uh, I grew up in the Baptist church. I remember uh, a preacher, um, I forgot what his name was, but he, ca he called this presumptuous sin, right? Women think to themselves, well, I can sleep around, and it's going to be okay because God is going to forgive me anyway. Just because God forgives you doesn't mean that men will. Men and God are not the same, Miss Emerson, and holding men to the same standard as your God doesn't mean we're going to forgive a woman's past and wife her up. God's forgiveness for promiscuity is woman ease for God's permission to sleep around. It's like she's preaching this message that if you are someone who has made a mistake maybe once in your life. <laughs> maybe once in your life. <laughs> so she's doing what females always do, which is drastically minimize what's really going on. And she qualifies it with the word maybe. Maybe once in your life also means that it may be more than once, which means 278 times. This chick knows women don't make sexual mistakes only once. She knows they make this mistake again and again and again. For her to say maybe once in your life is intellectually dishonest and transparent. Or if you've done something as normal as go to college or put a tattoo of a cross on your arm. or Tattoo of a cross, little tattoo of a cross on your arm. Notice, listen, listen, notice how small... She, 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 she made the tattoo seem. Miss Alexander isn't talking about women who made one mistake with a bad boy. She's not talking about women who have a small cross on their arm or hand. She's talking about women who have hopped from bed to bed, day after day, week after week, year after year. She's talking about women with large, visible tattoos. There's no such thing as a woman who slept with one bad boy. There's no such thing as a woman who, who, who has a small cross tattooed on her arm. Women are bipolar in this regard. They either indulge or, or they completely refrain from it. That's how this goes. They either don't drink or they get smashed. They either get no tattoos or they get sleeve tattoos and neck tattoos. They either sleep around or they don't. Katie is trying to make the exceptions the rule. Yes, there are women out there who may have a small tattoo somewhere on her body that she can easily cover up that they regret. There are women out there who made a mistake with a guy one time. I knew a girl in college. Her name was Summer. She was absolutely 100% a virgin. She slept with one of my homeboys, and she regretted it. She said, I thought we were going to be together forever, and it was, and it, 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 was, it was really, really weird. Dude, my homeboy told us all about it. He gave us all the details. We're like, dude, I can't believe you took this girl's virginity. This girl was devastated. That's the women that this is the woman, these are the women that Katie here is talking about, but she knows that these women are few and far between. How many virgins do we know? Honestly, how many virgins rather over the age of 16 do we know? I can't think of any. 
right? Ever on your body that you are now completely separate from God and he doesn't want you anymore. See what she's doing here again, guys? She keeps conflating God with men, okay? God forgives, men do not. God may still want women who have tattoos and debt to be in church, but men ain't trying to wife up these hoes, Miss Emerson. God isn't on the dating market. Men are. And you'll see her contradict herself later on when she tells us that men are not God. Shame on the woman who got an education. She literally goes on to say that women who want to be independent are classified as like the bad kind of Christian women. Independence to her is bad. The independence that the Bible teaches is not the, is not the independence that feminism teaches, gentlemen. The independence that feminism teaches is acting like spoiled, entitled, neurotic brats who don't listen to anybody because they can pay their own bills. Independence in 2019 means being as insufferable as possible because you don't need no man. And women who act like this are the bad kind of Christian women because men don't want loud, brash, promiscuous, entitled, neurotic women to be their wives, girlfriends, and the mother of their children. So yes, Katie, independence to her and men of value is absolutely bad because the kind of independence that she's referring to turns females into women who act just like you. This is what she says about women going to college. Secular universities teach against the God of the Bible and his ways. It's far from what God calls women to be and do. It teaches them to be independent, loud, and immodest instead of having meek and quiet spirits. This is a message that hurt me so much growing up because if you know me, you know that I am a vibrant, enthusiastic, loud, energetic person. And because of that, I was never going to be the person to just sit on the sidelines and like fold my hands in my lap and meekly answer this and quietly answer this and... So she's an extrovert. And listen, ladies, there's nothing wrong with extroverted women. There isn't. If you want to be an extrovert, be an extrovert. But men in the know, men with awareness, we understand that extroverted women get more attention from men because of their outgoing personalities. And the more attention a woman gets, the more tempted she'll be to hop on the carousel. And because we know that women lack impulse control, we know that they're going to succumb to the pressure and the temptation far more often than not. Any woman who says she's the life of the party or calls herself outgoing is a woman who is seeking attention. Look at me. I'm here. I'm outgoing. I'm the life of the party. Again, nothing wrong with being this way. Nothing wrong at all. But men of value aren't going to commit to women who constantly draw attention to themselves on purpose. The reason the Bible teaches women to be meager and not to speak unless spoken to is because the Bible understands the true nature of women. I'm not. And again, guys, I'm not overly religious. But the Bible is a pill, man. I'm try Listen, I'm trying to tell you. The Bible teaches women to be subservient and quiet, which is another way of saying staying in pocket. Men of value want women who stay in pocket, not women who draw attention to themselves all the time as an extrovert. What I was told. Like, no, I had energy. I, I wanted to express myself. This kind of teaching and this kind of message that is spread throughout the church so widely teaches young women that if you are like me, like if you have a personality that is a bit more loud. There she goes again. There she goes again. A bit more loud. She's minimizing the truth again. This chick isn't a bit more loud. She's straight up loud. <clears throat> she does this a lot in this video, as you guys will see. She just said, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds ago in the video, made a mistake maybe once in your life. 
right? She's minimizing sexual promiscuity. She's minimizing the mistakes of women. There's no such thing as being a little bit pregnant any more than being a little bit more loud. You are either loud or you are not. Again, there's nothing wrong with having a personality, but having a loud personality has its consequences, like being passed over for women who are a bit more quiet, who are meager with their hands folded. That is wrong. She literally calls being independent and loud wrong. Like all of these dramatics and theatrics on the edge of a mental breakdown, get the hell out of here with that. Give me a break. This woman is so self-important. Give me a break. This legalistic Christian, if we can even call it that, teaching says to young women that your only job is to produce kids and to cook for your husband. And it is even encouraged for you to live under your father's roof until you get married. Because how on earth are you supposed to understand the scriptures if you don't have your father or your husband to explain them to you? Wrong. That's not the only reason the Bible teaches this. This is not the only reason the Bible teaches young women to stay living with their father, their mother and their father. The Bible teaches this because the Bible knows that women who live alone are women who sleep around. I say this all the time, guys. A telltale sign of a banana gobbler is a woman who lives alone because she can sleep with as many men as she wants without indirectly being held accountable for their actions. If a young woman lives with her father until marriage, the odds of her staying a virgin and sexually chaste dramatically increase, which preserves her value as a woman. The young woman living under the same roof as her father will have her sexual purity protected by her father as it should be. That's why the Bible teaches this. She literally says that women can't read the Bible and understand them without a man explaining them to her. Do we not see church wake up? Do we not see how, how damaging that message is? <laughs> how the hell is that damaging? And seriously, spare me with all... Dude, it's so funny. This chick wants to act like she's crying. She's not really crying, right? <laughs> and, and then she gets mad all of a sudden. This is what women do. Anyway, all this means is that women need men to interpret what the Bible says. That doesn't mean that women are stupid. It doesn't mean that they're incapable of comprehending what the Bible says. It means that the Bible knows and understands that women will see what they want to see because they want to give themselves permission to misbehave. That's why women need men to interpret the Bible and enforce those interpretations. Because a woman will read, a woman will read something like, I don't know, the Lord says thou shalt wait until you're married to have sex. And a woman will disingenuously twist it by thinking, well, I thought those 12 guys I slept with last month were all husband material, so technically I haven't sinned. This is what women do, and the Bible knows this. The Bible knows that women cannot be left to their own devices when it comes to protecting their chastity and interpreting the Bible. So many women. Okay, so something else I noticed that in this article, she goes on to talk about all three of these things, like having tattoos or living on your own and being independent and going to college and not being a virgin are all like under the same category of they like are. what you shouldn't do. Like it's all the same amount of sin. And yet nowhere in the Bible does it ever tell women that you aren't supposed to have a brain. Oh, there she goes again. Oh, get at it. No, it doesn't say thou shalt not have a brain if you are a woman. No. The Bible teaches sexual purity. And any woman who goes to college is ravaged by dozens of men which strips away any and all sexual purity. Miss Emerson knows what goes on in college, guys. She knows what goes on. But she wants to act like Lori Alexander is telling women to be mindless drones 
because she states that women who go to college end up as raging banana gobblers. That's what she's saying. When she says nowhere in the Bible does it say a woman should have a, shouldn't have a brain is another disingenuous excuse that she is making to give women permission to go to college and indulge themselves under the guise of getting an education. God encouraged and, and spoke to so many women who were doing so many amazing things, and he was so proud of them, and he encouraged them, and he encouraged their giftings. And yet, why now in the church is there such this message that you have no value as a woman to even be able to teach on Scripture? Do you know how many comments I've gotten over the years from Christians telling me that I'm going to hell Tell because us. I am a woman who is somehow teaching a man? By making these videos on Christian topics, I am teaching men, which is so sinful for me to do because women aren't allowed to have a teaching position do you not know that it is sinful for a woman to like pray over a man that's not sinful miss emerson it's foolhardy a man should not listen to a woman's dating advice any more than he should listen to a woman's interpretation of the bible women are incapable of rational thought again the bible knows this this is why women who teach men about the bible are frowned upon in the church the church knows that a woman's interpretation of these scriptures are flawed at best, dangerous at worst. A woman will always interpret things in such a way that makes her bad decisions and lifestyle convenient to her and other women like her. That's why this is why the, this is why the church frowns upon women who teach men about the Bible to speak some kind of teaching or to have an opinion on scripture and tell a man that that is so sinful people the article continues on to say this of young women who have gone to college the husband will need to take years teaching his wife the correct way to act think and live since college taught them every possible way that is wrong sadly most young christian women wouldn't listen to their husbands since they've not been taught to live in submission to their husbands some of you hearing this might actually laugh and think no one actually believes that i can assure you they do my mom has been in christian marriage ministry for almost 10 years now and this is a fight that she deals with every day on i wonder mom. why there is a message being widespread in the church that it is a husband's job to teach his wife how to act think and live that without his teaching a woman would inevitably stumble and and live a life of sin and ruin that's because it is our job miss emerson a life a woman will live a life of sin and ruin back in the day a man's job was just to keep his woman away from the things that threatened their marriage that job was much easier because mothers of the past taught their daughters how to cook how to clean how to be submissive and obedient to their husbands and be good wives and mothers but here in 2019, we are tasked with undoing the damage that feminism has done to today's women because they're being taught how to be the worst wives and mothers they can possibly be. This is why I released my seven-hour audio course, How to Build a Quality Woman from the Ground Up. Women don't come ready-made to be good wives and mothers anymore, guys. We don't get the luxury of just having to maintain and preserve a woman's, a, a woman's value like our ancestors did. No. We, it's on us. We have to undo that damage by training the bad behavior, the promiscuous characteristics, and the self-destructive tendencies out of women, which is damn near impossible because there are so many other forces that are working against us. Then she says that without a man's guidance, a woman will live a life of sin, uh, a life of sin, of sin and ruin in, in, in such a way, in, in, when she says this, in such a way that this idea is just preposterous. Look around, Miss Emerson. Women are living lives of sin and ruin. They're sleeping around. They're drinking in excess. They're doing drugs. They're having threesomes. They're getting trains run on them. They're having abortions. They're having multiple children with multiple men. They're committing paternity fraud. They're getting STDs. The list is endless. 
Women are the state that they are in today because they are not being led by men. This is why the Bible teaches that a man is supposed to teach his wife how to be a woman. The Bible, though, actually, I don't know, maybe the Bible is foreshadowing. The Bible seemed to know and understand that mothers don't train their, they, they don't teach their, 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 their daughters how to be good wives and mothers. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, search Donovan Sharp on YouTube. For exclusive content, which includes my entire archive of over 800 episodes and over 2,200 exclusive posts, go to patreon.com slash Donovan Sharp. Links in description.